Yes, it's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glixman with my tag team partner, Matt Story, and this is the episode you've all been waiting for. And by that, I mean the people who listen may have been aware that this episode was coming. That's right. That's right. It is our annual NFL Draft quarterback discussion. Yes, it is. Um, yes, it is. We're going to get to that if you're if you're listening and you don't want to hear us talk about other stuff, feel free to skip ahead. Uh, but we're going to briefly touch on the other sports news uh, from around the world, uh, starting with LaMarcus Aldridge announcing his retirement suddenly uh, from the yeah. Nets due to uh, uh, heart arrhythmia, it seems like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a surprise. Um, I did, you know. Just a, a you know a nitpick here, but I found the characterization of you know, oh he retired early. But it's his fifteenth year. It's not retiring early. I mean, it's too bad he had to retire, and you know, and I, mid-season. I, I wish him the best. Mid-season, yeah, you know, uh, you know, no, it's 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 a sudden retirement, but it's it's not you know, like I saw it compared to Chris Bosh, I would disagree with that. Chris Bosh had to retire basically in the in the midst of his prime. Um, now I guess Chris Bosh was probably in what year. Well, something like that. You're 12, 13. Yeah. So still a long career. But, you know, 15 years is longer than most people get. Um, you know, so, I mean, that's, uh, you know, a good career. Not a, you know, I mean, where do you where do you put it? I, I guess, you know, very good player. I don't think he was ever a great player. Um, but, you know, very good player. And, you know, I, I don't know how the Nets are going to get by with only four all-stars. I mean, this is really going to really gonna make them work hard without him, I guess. Yeah, it's one of those things when you you know when you see the haves and the have-nots and you lose right. a guy and you just I know I know I mean like God I don't know where they will get their points from but uh, you know I guess Steve Nash and Sean Marks they'll just they'll just have to try to make something out of it with those three superstars and one you know not too long ago superstar um, you know who's who's born again playing for a good team all of a sudden he's he's, he looks like a player again interesting how that works um but uh yeah i mean it's too bad you know i mean for him and i I liked him because he was a spur for a while um you know but uh yeah i mean it's it what can you say besides that i guess uh the other sports news uh relevant to our interest is u of a hired a new men's basketball coach yeah tommy lloyd the uh Mark Few assistant, longtime Mark Few assistant. I think if I'm if Very I'm long, remembering yeah. right, he's only like in his mid forties, but he spent twenty years at Gonzaga. I think so. Yeah, yeah. And I, if I recall, we spent a while last week talking about this job, and I don't think either one of us mentioned his name. I know he was on the radar, um, but I I sure didn't think they would go that route. Not well, anything against him. I just figured they'd go to a, a U of A guy. Yeah, it certainly seemed like they were going to go to a U of A guy based on what uh, all of the alums who've taken to Twitter <laughs> have yeah. indicated. Uh, A.J. Bramlett, who you mentioned, hadn't heard his name since they won the title. <laughs> no, uh, no I, yeah, that was the first mention of A.J. Bramlett in my world since maybe, what, 98? Uh, 98, 99, something like that. I don't know what he's up to now, but... Uh, yeah, apparently doesn't like this. Richard Jefferson, Gilbert Arenas is fired up. Gilbert Arenas, who, obviously when you want to comment on the most logical professional choice, you go to Gilbert Arenas. Yes. If I, so I'm going to, I'm going to go on a a little, just a side topic from what Gilbert Arenas apparently said that they need to 
He was advocating for Damon Stoudemire, or at least a U of A alum, and said, we're blanking smart, if I heard that correctly. Mm-hmm. Now, let's remember that, one, Gilbert Arenas is so smart that he brought guns into the locker room and got suspended in the NBA because of that. And then, two, Damon Stoudemire went through the you know metal detector at Tucson International Airport with his marijuana rolled up in aluminum foil, not realizing it was going to set up the metal detector. So smart... Not sure. Not, yeah. not sure that's a good adjective there. Well, he was young. He just saying. I, not, not saying that would have made him a bad coaching hire. Just saying. Uh, you know, well, and frankly, words, now he probably... On Twitter, just saying. Yeah, um, frankly, now he probably could have just walked through the airport with no issue. But uh, That's true. That's true. Times have changed. And, and I got no problem with people smoking marijuana. But, you know, uh, you know when, you, when you go through the metal detector with it, it's not, it's, smart is not the word I would use. Yeah. Let's say that. And Gilbert Arenas is the last person who should come in on smart. Yeah, well, that certainly seems to be uh, the prevailing thought of the people on Twitter reacting to yeah. Gilbert Arenas. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm surprised. I am surprised that they didn't hire you. I mean, you, you made the point last week, and I didn't disagree with you one bit, that it's a it's a great marketing tool. It's, a, you know, if you go through some lean times with NCAA sanctions, you can lean on, you know, come see our former hero, Miles Simon, Josh Pastner. Well, you Jason got, I mean, Terry, it's right whoever. there for you. You got the, isn't next year the 20, is next year the 25th anniversary? 25th, I guess, yeah. So yeah, it's exactly. right, I mean, it's right there for you. Anybody from that team, Simon, Pastner, Terry, well, all, all three of whom were on that team and all three of whom were considered candidates. Um, surprising, you know, but this, you know, this, this AD, and I don't know how his name is pronounced. Kiki? All right about that? I think it's Hiki. He, yeah, he seems to hire from within a close circle because, you know, Jed Fish was, was apparently, you know, an old buddy of his, an old ally of his. Not sure where the connection on them started, but he hired him. And then, you know, I read or heard, you know, maybe, I don't know, just a few days ago that he and Tommy Lloyd shared an agent. And that was a natural connection. And sure enough, that's who he hired. So he, he hires people that he knows, which, you know, Look, neither one of them has coached a game yet, so I'm not going to criticize that or praise it. But it's it's definitely <clears throat> unexpected, especially with basketball. They don't have much in the way of football history, tradition, all that. So, uh, you know, there were some names that were thrown out there, but you know, none I don't think that were really serious. But with basketball, they they do, and they have a lot of people. I mean, you ran them down last week, all the different people in college and the NBA who have coaching, you know, current coaching experience and played or coached at the U of A and to go outside that was surprising to me. That's all I can say. I agree. But enough about basketball. That's not the point of today. The point of today is to talk about guys in their 20s who are about to make millions of dollars. Yes, sir. And determine who should be the best of them. Yeah. Based on a very detailed analysis, which involved me looking at ESPN's list and Dane Bugler's, Brugler's list on The Athletic and uh, talking to you. That's how I'm going to decide hey, my ranking. Hey, I mean, hey, you know, we've, we've followed college football. I, you know, I know you don't watch probably as much college football around the country as I do. Um, but, you know, we're both, we're both football guys. So I think, you know, we've been preparing for this for a while and we do it every year. I mean, gosh, we, you know, we didn't record it, but we used to do this in college. Mm-hmm. Back when, you know, the, the draft classes were – 
but you know, Alex Smith and Aaron Rodgers and Jamarcus Russell and Brady Quinn and you know uh, Matt Ryan and you know guys who are either in their second decade of the NFL or long since out of the NFL. So we we've, we've been at this a while. For this year, both ESPN and the Athletic have a consensus top five in order of Lawrence. So I'll just run through it. Trevor Lawrence, yeah. Clemson, Zach Wilson, BYU, Trey Lance, North Dakota State, Justin Fields, Ohio State, Mac Jones, Alabama. Both yeah. both places put those guys one through five in order. Interesting. Interesting. I, well, so <clears throat> let's let's start with the easy one. I think the one that's pretty obvious, and that's Trevor <laughs> Lawrence. Um, I mean, unless, you, unless you're going to go Chris Sims here, hot take on me, and say you think you'd rather take somebody else number one. Are you are you on board with the Trevor Lawrence should be and will be the number one pick? I yeah I, I it's one of the times you know where this isn't at least to me this isn't Manning Leaf this isn't no, Smith Rogers no. this is Trevor Lawrence then other guys who could be very good yeah but yeah. you know to me it's Andrew Luck yeah you know I mean I, like Robert Griffin went second and Ryan Tannehill went eighth that year. But Andrew Luck was the guy, and he was the guy basically his whole college career. And Trevor Lawrence has been too. And and like, I don't want to lose sight of how impressive that is in a way with the position that we love to nitpick. And we're going to talk about you know another guy who has been nitpicked. Um, you know, but uh, you know we love to nitpick, we love to criticize, we love the new flavor of the month to go you know basically wire to wire in your college career as this guy's going to be the number one pick and. In just about exactly two weeks from right now, he will probably, barring something majorly surprising, he will be that number one pick. The uh, the story for him is pretty incredible. Five star recruit. Depending yeah. on the ranking service you looked at, the number one quarterback and the and and or the number one national number recruit one player right in twenty eighteen right. right who started as a freshman yeah you know played eighteen nineteen twenty. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and started as a freshman on a national championship team who had a senior quarterback. Right, who had <laughs> taken them to the playoffs the year before. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it was one of those moves. It was very much in the – it happened earlier in the year, obviously, but very much in the vein of what Alabama did going to Tua. You know, he gave them a, a higher ceiling, and it paid off. I mean, by the end of the 2018 season, he was great at, you know, the playoff game in the Cotton Bowl, which I – was lucky enough to go to, although as a Notre Dame fan, it was, it was, uh, you know, not great, but I loved, I loved Trevor Lawrence too. So it was fun seeing him. He, he tore them up and then he tore up Alabama two weeks later, or 10 days or whatever it was. Um, you know, I mean, one, I think they won those two games by 27 and 28 points. If I remember right. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, he, he was riding high and, you know, of course, you know, he's going to win, you know, three national championships. Well, it's not that easy, but, uh, you know, three years, Three conference titles, three playoff appearances, one title, two title game appearances. It's pretty good. Heisman runner-up, not not too shabby. Yeah, yeah. I mean, lost two games as a starter in three years, and they came to an LSU team that was historically great, an Ohio State team this year that wasn't historically great, but was historically motivated to beat them. And I mean, they 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 built their entire season around beating Clemson, and they sure did. Yeah. there are times when it's the only goal uh, 
that you accomplish it. And then what happened in the title right. game is what happens when you set it that as happened. your only. And they, and they kind of revert it back to what they've been during the season, which was a you know little bit of an inconsistent, not great team. But boy, they sure looked it against Clemson. And, you know, he didn't look great in that game. Um, you know, I mean, look, he's not he's not perfect. And 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 I I'll say this, and I'm, you know, I'll just say it about everybody. Like, there's as we do this. You know, I've realized, and I texted you an allusion to this this morning, like, so much is about fit and where you go and who your coach is and who your teammates are. And and, and so am I 100% convinced that Trevor Lawrence is going to be a star? No, because I don't know about Jacksonville. I don't, I'm not feeling Urban Meyer really all that much. Um, you know, so I, I'm not sold he's going to end up being a Hall of Fame level talent. But if I had to bet on somebody – you know, being that of this class, he'd be my first choice. Yeah. And, you know, this is one of those things where it's your floor and your ceiling. He, I don't know if he has the highest ceiling, but he has the highest floor of any of these guys. You would think at the very least, he's a guy who's a, he can, he can throw the ball, you know, I mean, his like low end. Is he Matt Ryan? Yeah. And, and that's a pretty good low end. If he yeah, has if Matt, he Ryan, an M- Matt Ryan, Matt might be a Hall of Famer. He won an know, MVP. So. He did. You know, I mean, when Matt Ryan's career is all said and done, he might be at camp. So, I mean, that, that maybe low end Matt Ryan is, is a little generous, um, you know, to anybody. But, I mean, the, the thing that concerns me the most is, is you know, Urban Meyer and his penchant for bolting in, when situations get tough. Mm-hmm. And his, you know, some of the moves he's made already. The, you know, we discussed the strength coach debacle. Then the, then the comments in March, or you know, end them about, you know, I don't like what free agency is in the NFL. Like, dude, did you did you pay attention? Did you prepare for this job at all? This is, I mean, this is the is. NFL. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, okay, yeah, you, you know, the whole like, well, you you sign guys without even meeting them. Okay, that's fair, but but this is what the NFL is. So did you did you not know that coming in? And if so, that's alarming. So uh, you know stuff like that. And then I mean, their two offensive coaches are Daryl Bevel and Brian Schottenheimer. Either of which get my blood flowing as somebody who watched Brian Schottenheimer coach Mark Sanchez, uh, and, and you know like Daryl Bevel coached the Seahawks, and they were great, but they weren't great because of their offense. Um, like, ugh, I don't, I'm not thrilled about that. So there's some things that worry me, but they're not Trevor Lawrence things. They're where he's going to go things. But when you're the number one pick, you're probably going to go to a bad team. So you just hope it works out. Yeah. I mean, if you get the talent around you, you know, a la what, what Peyton Manning did, obviously. And it, it started a little bumpy for Peyton Manning. I mean, they went 3-13. and 13. His fourth year, they went 6-10. and 10. Jim Moore got fired. And then the right mix came in with Dungy and all that, you know, so it, it, you know, you don't have to get it right, right away, but I think it helps, you know, if that, if that initial coach is stability for you, which I don't know if you can count on that with Urban Meyer. I mean, you, you think three years from now, Urban Meyer's still the coach there? Cause I'm not sure I would bet on that. I, I wouldn't count on it. Um, I mean, he just, he's got a track record for, you know, bolting when times get tough. He bolted Florida. He bolted Ohio State. Uh, you know, I mean, like the if they go four and twelve next year, is a you know, or four and thirteen, I guess. Now you're not playing sixteen games anymore. Um, you know, is he going to really be willing to ride this out? Yeah, they do have some interesting weapons 
on this team. I agree. Uh, I agree. You know, added Marvin Jones, DJ Shark, LaVisca Chenault. Yeah. That's, Chenault, yeah. That's a yeah. pretty that, good that threesome. That running back, uh, who was a rookie last year, Robinson? James Remember? Robinson. James Robinson. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was he was a fine. Wasn't he undrafted? Yeah. Or late, late round pick, something like that. I mean, he was really good. Um, they, you know, they spent some money, I think, too, on the offensive line, from what I recall. I think Cam, they, they the, Cam Robinson. Yeah, yeah. they're projected starters, uh, according to ESPN right now. Cam Robinson, Andrew Norwell, Brandon Linder, AJ yeah. Gann, and Jawan Taylor. Okay. So Taylor was a draft pick last year or the year before, I remember, from Florida. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, like, there's, there's some intriguing pieces there. It's not a... I mean, I don't think you look at that division and think it's particularly brutal. Uh, you know, Houston appears to be in freefall mode. Uh, you know, Tennessee and Indy are, are good teams, but I, I don't think either one of them, you know, is is the Patriots of the 2000s, uh, you know, that are going to keep you from having any success. So, you know, can it be done? I, I Look, I, I'll be rooting for it. I'm just, I'm not totally sold on Urban Meyer as an NFL coach. That's the thing. Um, I'm, that said, I'm, I'm still glad I think that that the Jets didn't get the pick because yeah. I just think that circus would not have been. I mean, like you know, Lawrence is he's a small town kid, small town Georgia, played college in a small town. I don't know if he's a, a New York guy, um, and I think that that might have swallowed him up like it did Mark Sanchez, who yeah. wasn't a small town guy, but he got swallowed up by it and almost swallowed up Eli Manning before he kind of figured out how to navigate it. Yeah. I, I think it's a good fit, depending on what happens with the coaching staff. Um, yeah. But he's got talent. He's going to have all the room in the world to succeed. Um, you know, capable backup with Minshew if they decide to go yeah. the route of, you know, we're going to let him work his yeah. way in. Tell you um, who makes a lot of sense, and I've heard it rumored, is Alex Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, he's got familiarity with Urban. He's a good veteran guy. He was a great mentor for Mahomes. Um, you know, he, if he's willing to come in and, and accept a number two, you're the mentor role, which I, I honestly, if he wants to keep playing, I think that's the role he's going to get. I don't think a team's going to say, okay, come on in. You're our guy starting 16 games. Um, you know, that, that to me makes so much sense, but it hasn't happened yet. So I don't know. Uh, let's pivot back to the rankings now after Lawrence it it gets a little muddled so yeah for both again ESPN and the athletic there are for ESPN all of them have 90 plus grades and for the athletic all of them have first or first and second round grades um I assume we're gonna wind up on the same page based on stuff we've talked about before and historically Mm -hmm. how we've been on these but (laughs) Justin Fields fourth Behind a guy uh, who played an independent schedule and a one double A guy. I know. I know. I, yeah. I, you know, all all he did you. is have all the pedigree. You know, know. Is it is it that he's twenty two? Is that the problem? Yeah. I, I mean he was so you, you mentioned Lawrence, you know, in that recruiting class. He was one and one A with Lawrence. They were they were one two quarterbacks and players basically nationally in that class. Um, you know, went to Georgia. They probably should have started him. You know, I mean, that's that's one of those decisions that I think will live with Kirby Smart until they until they win a national championship with a with a big time quarterback. Which who knows? Maybe it's this year. Um, but you know, like, did they did they play it safe with Jake Fromm? I think so. That said, they were uh, you know a, a blown fourth quarter lead away in the SEC title game from going back to the playoff with Jake Fromm and, and Fields on the bench. So 
you know, but of course, Fields' last play in a Georgia uniform was that infamous fake punt on fourth and 11, which was a disaster. Um, you know, then he goes to Ohio State. And yeah, I mean, in two years, it couldn't be much better. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think 63 touchdowns and like less than 10 picks. Um, top 10 in the Heisman voting both years was a finalist, you know, two seasons ago. Uh, you know, you know, this this argument that got put out there that Dan Orlovsky floated about, you know, he's a he's a last guy in, first guy out kind of guy who doesn't really want to be great. Like that just does. I mean, I, look, I don't know the guy, but we talked about it in the fall. He and Trevor Lawrence were the guys who probably had the least to gain by playing last year. And they both wanted to and they both did. They put their money where their mouth was and they actually played when they got the chance. Um you know, Fields could have said did nothing and worked with a QB coach and and just been, you know whatever out of sight out of mind like Trey Lance, mm-hmm. um, but he played and he got them you know a Big Ten title and a, and to the championship game and yeah I mean I I, I I that's where I was alluding to with Lawrence when I said you know how impressive it is to go wire to wire because like what has Justin Fields done between January 11th and now has convinced everyone that not only Zach Wilson is better, but potentially Mac Jones and Trey Lance. Like, I mean, I've seen projections of him being the fifth quarterback taken, and I'm like, what? Uh, what, what am I missing here? Um, so the summary for him from Dane Bugler, Brugler, I'm getting, I, I don't know how to say his name. I think the guy Brugler, on, I don't know. The guy That's on the fine. Athletic. Yeah. I got you. He yeah. said, a two-year starter at Ohio State, Fields needed only 21 games to reach number two in Ohio State history in career passing touchdowns. Twice earned Big Ten Offensive Player of the Year honors. Uh, Overall, he's got a high ceiling, great athleticism, accuracy, and intangibles. The other comment about the intangibles, did did everyone forget about the hit he took in Mm -hmm. the semifinal game that he came back and played through touchdown passes? Not only played, but, but shredded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, it's it's uh, we're so fickle. I mean, because after that game, you had people that you know, and I don't think anybody you know in the NFL world necessarily, but the you know the talking heads. Oh, maybe he should go number one. Is he better than Lawrence? And then you know, was he great against Alabama? No, he was not. But he wasn't bad. Um, you know, Alabama was just a freight train this year. That was probably going to do that to anybody they played in the championship game. Um, but then it, you know, it's like, well, I'd take Zach Wilson over him. I'd take Trey Lance. I'm like, huh? I mean, I guess we can't have the conversation about fields without kind of talking about the other guys too, especially Zach Wilson, I think, because it's just become, you read the list and the consensus and the, apparently the Jets are locked in on taking Zach Wilson, number two. I mean, what do you, what do you think of him? What's your thought? I don't get it like he look he had an incredible 2020 33 yeah. touchdowns to three picks yeah um, over 73 percent completion percentage you know first the the notes for him say first team all independent i, I guess that means he beat ian book but they weren't yeah, even independents this even year ian book they were in the acc yeah. right yeah i mean he beat out the army quarterback <laughs> yeah, like, okay cool um you know i mean I kind of feel like with Wilson, like, okay, I mean, you know, obviously we never know, but if BYU had played the schedule they were supposed to play, 
which was not an easy schedule. They had several Pac-12 teams, that, you know, and none of those games happened. And they had they had to make it work, and they did. And all credit to them for making it work. But if they played the schedule they were supposed to play, is he this highly regarded? Or did we fall in love with the new thing who was tearing it up against, you know, Houston and Boise State and, like, Coastal Carolina, which, by the way, didn't tear it up against them. He was okay. Uh, you know, like, I don't know. I think we just fell in love with, what's as I said earlier, the flavor of the month. Well, and this is the question, I think, of is are we buying into this trajectory? Because... I mean, 33 right. touchdowns and three picks this year is great. In, twi- in 2019, yeah. he had 11 touchdowns and nine picks. So right. against against a much tougher schedule, um, you know. And now, you know, you listen to people, and I, I mean, I did. I watch college game day every week, and you know, you listen to people who say, "Boy, that BYU team, they were they were big, they were strong, they were tough. They they could have you know hung with just about anybody." If they played that schedule, they would have, you know, won ten games or whatever. And maybe that's true. We don't know. I mean, I can't can't argue that or support it because it didn't happen. Um, but it just it just makes me wonder. I mean, they did not play really anybody of consequence except for that game against Coastal, which admittedly was not the easiest scenario for them. They didn't know they were playing them until what four days before, three days before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, travel across country. But he didn't wow me in that game. Made some great throws. He's he's a guy who will he can make some all world throws. He's got you know that that sort of Mahomes like ability to throw off balance and you know wow you with arm strength. But you know, isn't Mahomes kind of a black swan type of thing? Like I mean, do we think that everybody who does that is going to be as good as Mahomes? I don't. Well, you're. This is what you're tapping into is my thought on this. You're, it's what are you trying to accomplish with this pick? You're the number two yeah. pick in the draft. You're clearly not going to take an offensive tackle, even though that no. may well, you know, the the safest guy may well be. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say taking Sewell so. and just saying, well, all right, we yeah. didn't, you know, we didn't get him. Or if you want to, yeah. you know, Sewell to me is the safest. If you want a, yeah. a guy who's like an impact contributor, it's too early to grab him. But Kyle Pitts, trade Kyle back Pitts. and take Kyle I agree. Pitts. I agree. I keep reading mock drafts that have Pitts going to the Dolphins, and I'm like, God, yes. Give me, give me two of throwing to Kyle Pitts. That would be delightful. But you know, if you don't want to take Sewell and you and you decided you have to take a quarterback. Which they pretty much have to now by trading Sam Darnold. Yeah, They're pretty much committed to that. So. The question then becomes like, what are you trying to accomplish here? And and if the goal is the new philosophy, which I kind of agree with, of yeah. well, if you get it wrong, it's a three year problem, and then sure. you just draft another guy, Take another one, like they did, or like they're gonna, like they're about to do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But Fields to me seems like the safest, most comfortable. You know what you're going to get. He's NFL ready. And the other thing about, yeah. you know, I, I know I keep going back to Fields because this conversation's about everyone. Sure. But it's not like Fields is small. Everyone tries to make no. this suggestion that he's, you know, he's a runner. And he's, but he's, 
you know, he's over six feet. He's you yeah. know over two hundred and twenty five pounds. It, it's yeah, not... yeah. What's his what's his height and weight? Does it say? I'm guessing six two, six three, six something like that. It it's, appears to be six two and a half. Okay. And a weight of two twenty seven. Yeah, I mean that's that's, that's a, a more big than guy. Reasonable size for a for a quarterback, I mean, especially mm-hmm. given that God, what in the last you know what four years we've had baker mayfield and kyler murray go number one overall who are nowhere near as big as that yeah size should not be a question yeah and and so uh, he's played at the highest level he he's played against the closest thing to nfl caliber opponents yeah he's dominated for two years i I just am a little bit at a loss i am too I, i sure am too and 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 you know, so kind of piggybacking on that because it because it feels like the Jets and Zach Wilson is a, all but a certainty. The Niners making this trade up, and I'm sure you've read it too. That the prevailing thought, at least you know, maybe until the last couple days after they went to his pro day, but was that they were trading up for Matt Jones. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what? I mean, and and that's so. I'll, I'll say this about Matt Jones: like as the season went along, I watched a lot of Alabama. And, and I even thought, and I, I, we might have talked about it, that like, God, you know, 10, 15 years ago, Mac Jones probably would have been the, the, you know, number one or number two pick because he's a, you know, he's kind of a Eli Manning, Phillip Rivers type of guy. You know, he stands in the pocket, he throws the ball, he throws it well. But the game is evolving more and more toward a quarterback who can run, who can move. And he's not that. I mean, he's, he's not Drew Bledsoe but you're not going to be calling run plays for Matt Jones. Yeah. And, and it's like, and not that you want a quarterback who can only run. I'm not saying that, but that's just kind of a head scratcher. If that actually happens, I still don't believe it. I guess let's say that I, I still don't, I won't believe it until I hear that for sure. If, if that happens in two weeks. Yeah. That, that feels a little bit like Mayfield going number one where it was, yeah. you know, really? It was rumored and I didn't believe it. Yeah, I mean, that was one of those that until they made the announcement, I'm like, no, they're not going to, no, that can't happen. And they did. Um, you know, it's just like, I know, well, first of all, I know you don't like the 49ers. So, uh, you know, you're probably hoping that they take Mac Jones or, or Trey Lance, you know. Uh, and I get it. I respect that. But, you know, as for someone in my shoes who hates the Cardinals and therefore likes the other three NFC West teams simply because they play against the Cardinals twice a year. Um, when they made that trade, I'm like, oh, Justin Fields, the San Francisco. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I like it. And then I'm like, wait, I'm not going to take Justin Fields. Really? Like uh, Matt Jones to me is, you know, I've heard a comparison to Kirk Cousins, who's a solid player, but I mean, you want Kirk Cousins part two with the number three overall pick. Yeah. I, I'm not sold on that. Well, and, and this gets into, to me, the interesting discussion of how how do you figure Trey Lance in all of this? Yeah, yeah, uh, that's a really tough one. He played one I game. Mean, uh, one game this year. He was last year, right? He was sixteen or yeah, whatever. He was great last year. Twenty-eight touchdowns, no picks, no interceptions, eleven hundred right. yards rushing, fourteen rushing touchdowns. Yeah, you know, putting up but high I, school or Bo Jackson and Tecmo Bowl numbers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but yeah, I mean. Uh, Okay, you know, gotta say it. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna make a comment about Zach Wilson's level of competition, Trey Lance's is even worse. I mean, F- FCS competition is a clear step down. And one year um, of it, one year of it with a team that is 
superior to almost everybody they play at that level. I mean, they've won, what, seven of the last eight national titles or something like that? Yeah, so, and everyone from the Midwest, basically, who's like a decent athlete from a school too small to be right. recruited, winds up going there. Right, right. You know, I mean, like, they they are kind of like, you know, I mean, it, it's like Arizona high school football in a way where, you know, when we were when we were in high school, it was Chandler Hamilton and, and everybody else, or Mason Mount. You know, there were a couple teams, and like, you know, nine out of their ten regular season games, they are just the better team. Mm-hmm. And they're going to win just by showing up. They have one or two games that might challenge them. One or two games in the playoffs that might, you know, I'm not. I'm not saying they cakewalk to the title, but you know, they're better than just about everybody. Now, the same could be said for Mac Jones at Alabama, I suppose. You know, if you wanted to make that criticism, um, you know, I guess it's fair. But I just, I don't know. I mean, Trey Lance is intriguing to me. He's one of those guys that a year ago I thought. As an interesting prospect, like before the season shut down, before FCS moved to the spring and all that, you thought, I keep an eye on that kid. I'm gonna watch him. He might be something. But the fact that he's only played one game since, like, I don't know. And and top ten pick, I get him in the second round. I'm all in. Mm-hmm. But you know, do I want a top well, five pick on him? Ugh, scary a little bit. Yeah. Well, and that that to me is the most insane part of this is when you you know you look at the draft order. Right. Jaguars are taking the quarterback. Jets are taking the quarterback. Niners are taking the quarterback, it seems. Yeah. So yeah. Falcons, are they taking the quarterback behind Ryan? Because that'd be I an mean, interesting maybe. spot for him. Matt it Ryan's getting up there. He is, and he's yeah. getting very expensive. I mean, I, I think you could definitely foresee this being Matt Ryan's last year in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then he, you know, he could be an, an attractive target next offseason for you know, kind of like the Stafford Bears. was this year. You know, the yeah, again. A, team that, a team that needs a veteran quarterback or something. I mean, I, I thought, now apparently the Falcons weren't going to move on from but You know, God, he would have made an attractive target for San Francisco this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, his best year came with Kyle Shanahan. That would have been a, a, a delicious fit, I think, you know. But uh, the Falcons, I think that, God, the deal was like 50-plus million cap hit if they traded him. So it's probably not going to happen. But, uh, you know, yeah, that makes sense, and it makes some sense for Trey Lance because of, of the five guys we're talking about, he feels like the guy most in need of, of a year to sit on the bench yeah, kind of learn the ropes. And yet I say that, and then you're saying, okay, well, then in 2022, is he going to be your starter having played one football game in you know, years. two and a half years? Like, yeah. that's a little scary. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean... Uh, you know, I think he needs that time, but boy, you're, you're, you're going to have to take a leap and a leap and a prayer there, basically, uh, you know, okay. Uh, you know, I mean, it might work, but you it, have to believe in your system that you, you can develop you him yeah. Uh, yeah. to be ready. Now, he makes some sense for San Francisco. If you believe they're okay with Jimmy, that they're going to stick with Jimmy this year. Yeah. But I don't believe that to me, the. You know, and and I'm not the only one to say it. The Jimmy Garoppolo is our guy in 2021. Screams out Cliff Kingsbury telling us Josh Rosen is my guy. And then they drafted Kyler Murray, and Josh Rosen wasn't his guy. And the next day he was playing for Miami. Yeah. Uh, you know, or the Vikings saying we are not trading Percy Harvin, and then they traded Percy Harvin. Mm-hmm. Or Dave Gettleman saying I didn't sign Odell Beckham to trade him, and then they traded Odell Beckham. So we've been down this road before. Yeah. Uh, I I also don't necessarily think Jimmy G is their guy. 
I don't think so. But if he is, Lance seems like the most logical pick. Yeah. Because he's the guy you could wait on. And if you're taking Mac Jones, you're taking him because he's ready to play now, I feel like. Yeah. Like you're well, plug and play. And he and Lance also is a good fit for that system and what Shanahan likes so. to do. You would think so, yeah. That that's the crazy thing about the Mac Jones pick is you feel like what have we heard is is the big hallmark of the Shanahan system is the bootlegs, mm-hmm. the play action. All that stuff. Well, like, is that Mac Jones? Mac Jones like, is throwing it far to receivers who yeah. are way faster than corners. That's yeah, Mac I mean, Jones. I feel like Mac Jones is is a Philip Rivers, which you know, great career. If he can be Philip Rivers, that's great. But you know, is Philip Rivers a you know play action, get out on the edge type of guy? Not no. He was a guy who you know he played it the old school way. He took the snap, he dropped back five steps, and he he fired it all over the field. He was really good at it. Yeah, but. I don't know. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, I, I would. I think we're on the same page that to me, Justin Fields is is the second best prospect. He's not going to go second, and so if I'm the 49ers, I'm, I'm taking him. Yeah. But I'm not the 49ers. They paid John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan a lot of money to make those decisions, and guess we'll we'll see what decision they make and how it works out. So you get the Niners, you get the Falcons, who may go quarterback, you think. Yeah, Sim- a similar or certainly a trade spot, too, if they yeah. don't want a quarterback. If you're the Lions, Broncos, Patriots, you know, teams like that, if you're looking at trying to get up to four to get, you know, and, and do you wait until draft night to make that deal? Mm-hmm. So let's say you love Justin Fields. Well, if the Niners take him, maybe you say, never mind. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and what all of this shapes up for is the Bengals take either Pitts or Sewell at or five. <laughs> or Jamar Chase. Or Chase. Which yeah. seems to be the thought, you know. Oh, yeah, you get the LSU connection. Pair him with Burrow again. Yeah, I mean, hey, it does shake out well for the Bengals. Bengals, yeah. you know, have to feel pretty good. They got a decent chance at getting the highest drafted non-quarterback at five overall, which is pretty good, especially considering, you know, Burrow looked pretty good last year. Now, you I guess you don't know for sure he's going to come back from the injury, but you know it's it's an injury guys come back from more better now than they used to. So if he does, you know you, you feel pretty good about him, and yeah, you either get him an anchor tackle or a, or a great pass catcher. Yeah, uh, Dolphins also won't need a quarterback at six. No, like I said, I'd love to see Pitts go there. Mm-hmm. That would be fantastic. I mean, that was the biggest thing watching Tua last year is they just. They just didn't have much in the way of weapons. Uh, you know, I, I would love to see them take Devontae Smith, but for some reason, much like Justin Fields, Devon, all, all Devontae Smith did was dominate, and now he's falling down the pecking order. I'm not quite sure why. Yeah. I. But maybe they could get Devontae. Don't they have a pick at 18 or something like that? Yeah. Uh, they have another pick, their own pick. Yeah, Dolphins so pick at the, 18. This is from the yeah. Eagles. Uh, right. Yeah, because they, they had the Texans pick, they traded it to San Francisco, then they traded back up with the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they, they moved around the board a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I'd love to see them get Pitts. I mean, I feel like he is a, you know, a quarterback's dream. Just to, just to you know, to use a basketball term, just a walking bucket. Like, you can just throw it to him, he'll make the catch, he'll get in the end zone, matchup nightmare. Not a great, you know, he's not a blocker. Probably not going to have him, you know, blocking like, uh, you know, the old school tight ends. But, I mean, does Travis Kelsey do a lot of blocking? Tony Gonzalez, you know, like if he can catch 100 balls, you're fine with that. 
I, I'm going to share a stat with you that has no real basis. I just think it's an interesting thing yeah. to share. Okay. In the 1990, what year? 1996 NFL draft. Yeah. The first offensive lineman taken went right. to the Hall Pace, of Fame. Right? Yeah. No, well, Pace. this is Ogden. Oh, okay. Well, when was Pace? 95? 97. So I was going to do yeah, 96 okay. and 97. Okay. So in Got this you. draft, 96, offensive tackle taken in round one, pick four, Hall of Fame. Okay. Second one taken, Willie Anderson, Pro Bowler. Really good, yeah. And so those are your two guys taken in the top 20. Okay. Both were locks. The next guy, Pete Kendall, didn't make it, but then uh, Jermaine Mayberry, also a Pro yeah. Bowler. Yeah. You know, yeah. so you, you run into this where yeah, pretty good track record. 1997, yeah. Pace goes number one, yeah. Hall, of Hall of Famer. Walter Jones goes number six, Hall of Famer. Yeah, Hall of Famer. Yeah. You know, Tariq Glenn, Pro Bowler. Hey, Ten year starter or something like that, you know, when yeah. you know, he was started on the Super Bowl team. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then Ross Verba rounding out the offensive tackle yeah. selected, who had a, a fine career with the nice Packers. Career. Yeah, yeah. Take Penny Sewell. I, I mean, like I agree. Just, it, it, I agree. it just to me, you know, I get it. I get it. You got to take a quarterback. The Jaguars got to take a quarterback. The Jets got to take yeah. a quarterback. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, if you if you got a chance at a franchise changing quarterback, yeah, you, you have to. You know, I mean, would you rather? So, I mean, you're. I'm not not knocking your point at all. It's a great point. But think now. Would you rather have Patrick Mahomes or? I don't know who's the best offensive tackle in the game now. I I don't even know, and maybe that says all I need to know. That there's not. What is like it, Bakhtiari? Great, maybe, maybe you know. I mean, like, who would you rather have? Yeah, I think it's Mahomes, right? You know, I mean, and so you're taking the, not not that I'm saying any of these guys are going to be Mahomes, but you know, if you feel like you got a chance at a at a franchise changer, you do it, and then you piece together the rest. That's why if you're the Bengals, well, you've already you already made that choice last year. You got Burrow. Yeah, and you got I the guess Dolphins, you got Tua. You know, I mean, so I mean those, those are the spots where that makes sense. And I guess the the thought, if I want to tear down my position, <laughs> and, but you yeah, don't have to. But. but but the best offensive tackle in the game for over a decade was Joe Thomas, and right. his teams were awful. True. So. True. Like, (laughs) you know, I guess the idea is like, you know, they can only control so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's an important position. Like, you you need to look no further than the Super Bowl this year when the, you know, the Chiefs were without both starting tackles and, you know, as good as Mahomes was, and he was, it wasn't good enough. Yeah, he was Um, running for his life. Right, right. You know, I mean, he was not the problem in that game, but it wasn't good enough. Um, And yet, you know, you feel like you, you can... Piece because while Eric Fisher was the number one overall pick, he never really performed at that level. You know, mm-hmm. nice player. I think he went to a Pro Bowl or two, um, but he was never really up to that level. And then, I mean, look at that Eric Fisher draft. There were, I believe, five offensive linemen taken in the top ten, and none of them have really become like mega stars. Lane Johnson is pretty good, um, but he's hurt all the time. Jonathan Cooper was a bust, injury related. Chance Warmack was a bust. Luke Jokel was a bust. I mean, you know, so so the interesting thing as you compare it to the 90s is our offensive linemen not as ready-made to play as they were back then. 
And I think that's a legitimate question. Yeah, true. Because back then, you know, yeah, you could take Orlando Pace and boom, you know, uh, left tackle pro forever, all pro level player for 15 years. Yeah. Um, but you're not seeing that as much anymore. Like, you know, I mean, you, you know, some of these guys like, the, okay, the Browns took Jedrick Wills last year and he was pretty good. He, you know, as a rookie, he was pretty darn good. But a lot of times you're seeing these guys, they come in and they're struggling. They're not, they're not up to the billing right away. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose you're right. I mean, Andrew Thomas went to the Giants last year. He struggled. And he was what the number three or four overall pick. Yeah. So it's it's tough. I mean, I I like Sewell. I think he's I think he's very good. Now I don't think the Dolphins will take him because first of all, I think he's a left tackle, and with Tua, you know, you want you probably need your right tackle uh, to to be your you know best offensive lineman. Plus, the Dolphins are just in need of weapons. And that's the biggest biggest hole they've got. But yeah, for the Bengals or you know the Lions are seven, right? Yeah. Who's eight? I'm forgetting who's eight. Carolina. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're I mean, good at this. You're, you're. Well, I've looked at a lot of mock drafts, <laughs> so you know, yeah, uh, you know. And then Denver's nine. I know that. Um, you know, like I don't think he gets out of the top eight. I, mean, I think somebody will will take him there. If, if so, boy, it's a, it's a steal if you get him any later than that. I feel like. Well, and it also that feels like the sort of thing where, you know, let's say you're the Lions. Yeah, and you missed out on your quarterback, and right. you for some reason don't want to take him. You want to accrue assets, right? Well, right. That I'm sure you'll find teams who want him. Who want to trade up? Yeah, yeah. yeah agreed, agreed. Yeah. So you know, it'd be interesting. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'm I'm curious how it all shakes out, but yeah, I think I mean, do do you think all five of these quarterbacks we talked about? You think they all go top ten? That seems to be what most people think right now. I think. That you're gonna get one, two, three. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think that's a stench, yeah. And then I don't think you'll get two more. I think in you'll get 10. one more in the top okay. ten and one okay. guy later. Cause I think like Patriots, yeah, area, Patriots, uh, Redskins, whatever in the in the middle of the round. I'm sorry, I didn't I didn't know that last team. Do you mean the Washington professional football oh, team? Oh gosh, yeah, no, I mean the Redskins. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Well, not really that sorry. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, whoever they're called now. Yeah. Um, but yes, uh, to answer your question, I do think you know, like, you know, 15 with the Patriots, um, even yeah. even the Vikings doing a, a Packers yeah. Jordan Love type move. If, you know, yeah. if Mac yeah. Jones is there or something. Makes some sense. I agree. I agree. You think the Bears, I mean, the Bears are 20, aren't they? Yeah. 19 or 20. They're 20. I, you know, that, that makes some sense. I mean, I don't think Andy Dalton's a long-term guy. So, yeah. So, I, I mean, yeah. I think you'll see all five get picked. In the first round. I, I, so I just yeah. think that, I yeah. think what will happen is you'll see – you know, the three go right away, and then you'll see a bunch of teams, maybe starting with Atlanta, say, well, the number one guy on my board is not a quarterback, right? so I want to take that guy. And I think yeah. you would see, you know, Atlanta, Cincinnati, Miami, all having the top of their board still available when they pick. Yeah, yeah. no, I think you're probably right there, yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, it's, it's a, I like what Miami did. I mean, to me, that was that was genius maneuvering on their part. They got out of three. They got a big haul in return. Then they moved back up to six. So they still 
I mean, we're talking, you know, Chase, Sewell, and Pitts. They're getting like, one. They're getting one of those. You know, and or and they're getting one, of, one of or, those. or they're getting one of the Bama receivers who Tua's played yeah. with, Waddle or Smith, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, they're they're getting, and plus they still kept eighteen, mm-hmm. so they get. Some, I mean, they're they seem to. Now I don't know if it's just people like like we're doing right now, people just making the easy connection. But Najee Harris there would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, like give give Tua familiar surroundings and build around the guy. I mean, it, it's his show, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And then, but and then you the replace Brian Flores with Nick Saban, triumphant return to Miami. Hey, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to be the Dolphins coach, all right? You know how many times he has to tell you? That? Yeah, yeah. Hey, that's true. You're right. Yeah, just make him Alabama. You know, Alabama East. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm curious there. But so okay, let's 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 give our. I think we both settled on Lawrence Fields one two. Is that fair? Yeah, for me, it's, how would you rank the other three? For me, it's Lawrence Fields, Jones, Wilson, Lance. Just by okay. I, I go by level of competition at that point. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, uh, although a lot of smart yeah, people yeah. say Jones is the one who's borderline first round, and the other four, I agree. Certainly, I agree. I mean, I've heard that, and I don't. I don't necessarily agree with that. I've heard it. Um, I would probably go Wilson, Jones, Lance. The Wilson one, I mean. You know, I, I can't ignore the fact that his style of play does remind you of a Mahomes or a Baker Mayfield and, and that that style of play is working now in the NFL. It yeah. didn't used to, but it is now. And and so I'm like, well, okay, now I still think I'd rather have Fields than him because I think Fields can play that same style. Yeah. Fields can throw on the run. He can be a runner. He can extend the play. He can do all that stuff. And he's got a higher level of competition and a higher level of achievement than what Wilson did. And that's, that's always the tiebreaker for me. Now I've had to not abandon that, but certainly, re, you know, re-examine it when you see the success that, for example, Patrick Mahomes had, I mean, he's, a, he's kind of a game changer to me because I liked him coming out, but he didn't do anything in college, you know, accomplishment wise, put up a lot of big numbers, but didn't win a lot of games. Didn't, didn't win a conference title. Didn't even sniff a conference title. And you see what he's doing. And it's like, well, maybe that doesn't matter. I don't know, um, but I, I still favor guys who've done something over someone who didn't. Yeah, yeah, that, I'm with you on that. Um, uh, Mahomes is a little bit of a paradigm shifter for me, you know, like because uh, it's like uh, I don't know. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't fit the profile of the guy I would have thought. Oh, this guy's going to be really good, and he's going to win a Super Bowl in his you know second year as a starter, and then get back to another one and. I would have said, oh, no, he doesn't know how to win. He didn't win in college. Well, he went in the NFL. Yeah. I For me, Lance feels almost like a slightly more tangible Sid Finch. Like, every you everyone i mean sid finch was fake yeah but everyone yeah. is projecting on lance these things that and how many people have watched him play a single game right that it's like yeah, that yeah. that's great yeah. that he has these skills but it, you know right. have we ever right. has anyone seen him do this in a in a meaningful right. place i mean i did watch I, I did watch some of the fcs championship game last season because you know it's usually on a Saturday morning before the NFL playoffs. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, I'll I'll turn it on. Um, but I can't say I can't say that I watched a full game of his. And you know me, I like I like watching quarterbacks. I like following this stuff. But you know, I, I haven't done it. I've watched plenty of full games of Lawrence Fields, Mac Jones, even a, a couple of Zach Wilson. You know, the Coastal game, 
the bowl game this year that they played. Uh, you know, I mean, I've, I've seen him. And, yeah, Lance is, you know, I know it's a name close to your heart or maybe not close to your heart, but he's this year's Jordan Love. He's, oh, yeah. the, he's the project. He's the guy who it's like, well, boy, just wait a couple years and look out. And we don't know yet about Jordan Love if that's going to be true. It may be, um, you know, but feels like he's he's that guy for this year's class. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously the Jordan Love experiment's going great. He, I mean, you know, didn't see him all year. So couldn't, didn't couldn't see tell him, you. But, but, you know, hey, we, we didn't see, I mean, uh, you know, we didn't see Aaron Rodgers much his rookie year. We saw one game of Patrick Mahomes' his rookie year. We saw no games of Carson Palmer's his rookie year. And they all have gone on to fairly high level of success. So I'm not ready to, to you know, throw dirt on the Jordan Love pick by any means yet. And I don't think you are either. I'm not saying you are. But, like, no. you know, be patient with it. No. I I don't, you know, I, I, I'll i say this. I, I'm very excited to find out who we trade up for from pick 29 who I don't want. <laughs> Is there a Demarius Randall in this year's draft? Uh, you know. There's, I, By the I, way, you see, he's with the he's, Seahawks now. He's playing corner. He's a yes. cornerback again. Yes, yes, I know, yeah, yeah. Full circle, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so then, all right, we've talked about the top five guys. Any any thought on the, you know, the rest of the class? Guys you like? Hidden gem? Anything like that? Uh, you know, so I was looking because I, we do this every year. And I, I am often wrong on what I hey, think. So are the people who get you know paid to make these picks. So don't feel bad. We you know they're often wrong too. Of the guys at the bottom, I'm curious to see you know where Brady White goes. I assume it won't be yeah. drafted, but what team he I goes to, and can he undrafted. hang around? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, he's, you know, he's got yeah. 17 years of college experience, so that should pay yeah. off. I mean, of the late uh, of the next set of guys, I think Trask is interesting. He's older. Um, Trask is an interesting one to me too, because much like some of the other guys, but even more, like all he did was produce at an extremely high level this year. Yeah, and now I'm seeing. I mean, I read the Athletic mock draft today. I think it was had him in the fourth round. Like, yeah, huh? I mean, what was the difference between his year and Mac Jones' year? Except that Mac Jones had a better defense. Like, I mean, the, the three games Florida lost, take out the bowl game, because that was a disaster for them. Uh, but, you know, they lost to LSU, they lost to A&M, and they lost to Alabama. And I think in every one of those games, they scored 35-plus points. Yeah. I I like Trask a lot. He's To me, he, similar to Fields, is a gamer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, he plays yeah. through injuries. He doesn't get bogged down in, you know, little ticky tack nicks and bruises like he plays through i mean yeah he took some hits you know playing in the sec too i mean you put up those numbers in the sec you're facing real defenses with nfl caliber guys week in and week out right yeah i mean like i'm not a i'm not a a florida fan per se i'm not you know kyle trask is not a guy that i've you know rooted for so i don't have a a bias toward him but I'm looking and I'm like, man, you know, okay, so if you want to knock him because, like, well, he had, you know, Kyle Pitts and Kadarius Tony, and, well, okay, Mac Jones had, you know, Devontae the, Smith the and Jalen Trophy winner? Yeah, I mean, you know. And uh, Najee hey, Harris, uh, you know. And Najee Harris and a great offensive line. And I'm like, okay, I mean, I, again, I, I feel like their years, and Mac Jones had a great year. This is, I'm not, I'm not knocking Mac Jones here. 
I'm saying Trask had an equally great year just with a worse defense. I mean, if his defense could play at all, they might have they might have won the national championship. They might have beaten Alabama. Uh, you know, I mean, they came close with a bad defense. They couldn't get a stop to save their life. Yeah, so, I, I, I don't know. I'm kind of miffed as to why his stock has seemingly dropped, uh, you know, from maybe end of the first round to now maybe not even day two. What, what's changed? Well, and with him, uh, you know, this goes back to the the high floor argument. Yeah, and yeah. You've seen him play against the best defenses college has to offer and produce. And produce, yeah, at, at, you really know, well. At, the, at that point, at a minimum, this guy's a competent backup on a rookie salary. I was going to say, <laughs> I think so too, yeah. Yeah, I mean, at, at a at low end, he's a... Gosh, I don't know. I mean, it's tough to, you know. Uh, Rob Johnson? Ryan Fitzpatrick? Ryan Fitzpatrick? Rob Johnson? Yeah, I mean, you know. Like, Brad I don't Johnson? Know. Yeah, yeah. You Trent know, Dilfer? I mean, like, uh, you know, a guy who can do yes, the job? A guy who can play and, and step in. And, yeah, I mean, again, I'm not, I'm not, like, I don't know that I would take him in the first round. No, no, um, no, no. But, but, I, but once all of the quarterbacks have been taken, you know, if, if the top five guys are the guys who you're like, you yeah. need to start in 2021 yes. or 2022. And right. then guys six through the end are, you know, whatever happens, maybe happens. they become starters, but maybe back up. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, know, taking a flyer basically. Yeah. If I'm a team who's got, uh, you know, if I'm the Colts and I've got Wentz, yeah. an injury prone, yeah, you know, uncertain, ta- talented, right. w- talented, but uncertain whether he'll right. be there week in and week out because of the way he project. plays. Yeah, yeah. I take Kyle Trask in in the I third agree. and just say, okay, That's you're gonna solid. learn, but there's a chance that you're gonna play in week two because our starter might, you know. I agree. Implode. I agree. I mean, I'll, I'll throw another team out there, the Steelers. That's uh, a great you know, thought. I mean, Roethlisberger's back. But can you count on Roethlisberger to be healthy for 16 games? I'm not sure. I don't think he's going to play more than one year. Feels like this is a you know this is his Drew Brees of 2020 year. He's coming back for one more run, mm-hmm. like you know. And and Mason Rudolph hasn't worked out. I think that's fair to say he's still there, but he hasn't worked out like they hoped. Well, and you so, can let him go at limited cost. Right, right. Yeah. You know, and like I would take a shot on Kyle Trask. I mean, I, I know he doesn't have, I mean, he probably doesn't have the biggest arm, but. I mean, I just I go back to Florida with Felipe Franks was kind of sputtering, and then Felipe Franks got hurt and it was oh Florida's in big trouble, and Kyle Trask came in and he was better, and and then this year they were a high flying offense. They didn't run the ball well, they didn't play defense, but man, could they throw the ball against anybody? And some of that's got to be him, right? I mean, I, again, I know he had great weapons, but you still got to have the quarterback to get him the ball. Yeah, yeah. The other thing I would. He he came out of Texas high school football, so he yeah. went from the pinnacle of high school football to the pinnacle of college to the football. Pinnacle of college in the SEC, yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, he's played high level competition. Um, you know, you're right. He's older. I mean, if a five year guy, um, you know, in college, so he's not a he's not a great you know twenty one year old project like Trey Lance or something like that, but. But he's not old. I mean, you know, he's not 30. He's not Brandon Wheaton or Chris Winkie or something like that. Where it's like, you know, well, geez, he's going to have to retire in five years. Um, I don't know. I mean, of the second tier, I would certainly rank him highest. I, and I and I don't 
uh, not to criticize this guy because I find this guy intriguing too, but I would I would take him ahead of Davis Mills. Yeah, Davis Mills hurt. I mean, like like the medicals on Davis Mills have got to be really long. I mean, he messed up his knee so bad in high school it cost him basically two years at Stanford. He he did play well last year, and and maybe he's finally healthy and he looked good, but. Boy, you gotta be a little nervous about him because he's got some bad knees. Yeah, I mean, he he messed up his knee bad in the high school playoffs. I remember, and and you know then he he redshirted his first year, and then I remember when they played here a couple of years ago, and he was the backup. Hurt then because Costello got hurt, and he wasn't he wasn't even with the team. He was injured then. Like he's he does not have a great injury history. Yeah. I mean, I'm reading the summary about his knee, which is listed as a, quote, strong concern, close <laughs> quote. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. He injured his left knee prior to his senior year, had yeah. surgery, re-injured his knee in the title game his senior year. Yeah. Then had I a set. Then he had a setback to the knee injury in 2017, forcing him to miss all of the 18 spring practice and wore a, yeah. a, and he still wears a brace on his left knee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a he's an intriguing prospect because he's got the, you know, he's got the measurables. He was a you know blue chip recruit, four or five star guy, and looked good this year. I mean, Stanford really, like, if he had come back to Stanford next year, which he could have done, I would say Stanford was a dark horse, you know, to win the conference because they kind of came into their own as this year went along, and he looked good. Uh, you know, he kind of he kind of reminds me of Brock Osweiler's draft status in that you it was kind of surprising he came out, but now it's like yeah, he's probably going to go second round, so maybe it was the right decision to come out. Mm-hmm. Brock Osweiler got rich, so he did. He got a ring and he got rich. So Brock Osweiler's decision was an unqualified success, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. And it probably helped, uh, you know, usher in a, a new era of ASU football. So it did. It did. Yes, it did. Yeah. Oh, it was. I mean, it, like Brock Osweiler's a, a you know a punchline because of the disaster with the Texans, and I get it. But one, he would not have fit with Todd Graham. Probably would have gotten benched because he would not have fit in that offense, Mike Norvell's offense at all. And two, you know, played a vital role in that Broncos Super Bowl team. The Broncos do not win the Super Bowl without Brock Osweiler coming in second half of the year. And winning some big games, they beat New England, they beat Cincinnati, and Cincinnati was really good. Like you know, so you can criticize him all you want if you want to, and I'm not saying you, I'm saying in general. But unqualified success, and then yeah, signed a massive deal. He's set for life. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, you know, it worked for Matt Flynn too. It did. Yeah. It did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and yeah, I was thinking of Brock when, when I was reading about Davis Mills because I I read. I think the mock draft I was reading this morning had him going second round, and I thought, God, it reminds me a lot of Brock because I remember when the news came out, Davis Mills was leaving. I'm like, what? I mean, you know, you just you just got going there. Shouldn't you come back and be the starter next year and have another great year? And maybe you're a, you know, first round pick, but also maybe he gets hurt again and he never gets drafted. So, uh, you know, strike while you have the opportunity. Yeah, Matt Flynn, by the way, made uh, I believe nineteen million dollars. As an NFL quarterback, would you want to hazard a guess at the number of career starts Matt Flynn made to get his $19 million? Uh, well, one infamous one with the Packers in 2011, season finale, yeah, where he and Stafford dueled back and forth 
I remember that one. Yeah, he set the um, Packers record for touchdown passes in a yeah. game. Yeah, didn't they each have like 500 plus or 400 plus yards and five or six touchdowns? It was a mm-hmm. it was a classic like old whack style game. Um, didn't ever start with the Seahawks because Wilson has started every single game since he was drafted. Mm-hmm. Then he went to the Raiders, I believe. I think he might have got a. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say five starts total. He made. Seven career starts. Okay. okay. One with the Raiders, four with the Packers the same he year. Did go back to the Packers, right? Right. Because that was when the year Rogers when uh, when Rogers broke his collarbone and the Packers went through Seneca Wallace and Scott Tolzien yes. and and yes. then finally had you know to Matt bring Flynn in Matt back, Flynn started on uh, started on Thanksgiving if I recall against the Lions. Yeah. 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 Um. But he, I he went back there. Yeah. So he had. Seven career starts, which means he got two and a half million dollars per start in his career. Not too shabby. It's a good. It's a good use of time. Can you can you look up Brock and see how many how many starts he had? Now he had more starts. He did have much more than seven starts, but probably not more than thirty. Guessing maybe around thirty career starts. Brock Osweiler started exactly thirty games. Wow, really? Okay, yeah. I did not look that up. Swear, <laughs> I believe you. How could you know? I was thinking he he got like he got like six or seven with the Broncos. Seven in twenty fifteen. Yeah, um, and then most of the next year with Houston, uh, he didn't start every game, but maybe thirteen or fourteen. Fourteen. Something like that. Fourteen, and then he was with Miami. Well, then he went back to Denver. Yeah, he got four started. more with he Denver. The, he had the Flynn path. He went back to the team he was originally with. Yeah, yeah. And then he, he then started he a couple starts with Miami. He started four more games with Denver, where he went zero for zero and four uh, to help their draft. But did down. come off the bench on a Sunday night game. I can't remember who the starter was, but whoever it was got hurt. He played really well off the bench against the Colts, I believe. Mm-hmm. So you know he and he got his money. Uh, mm. Did he? Yeah, yeah. He made more money than Flynn, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he, uh, you know, he retired and uh, is doing fine. Doing very well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, having a, that's a good life. He's got he's got two kids, I believe. Uh, you know, I think he moved to Denver, and last I heard he was maybe going to work in the Broncos front office. So it's, it's worked out very well for Brock. You know, the, the football piece, maybe not as well. But maybe as well. I mean, how many guys make that much money, get a Super Bowl ring? That's pretty good. He I mean, he's not going to the Hall of Fame, but no, nothing to apologize for. Brock Osweiler's, according to OverTheCap.com, career earnings, $41.3 million. Pretty solid. I, pretty solid. I, he, it was yeah. probably the right call for him to leave ASU. And, 100% it was. <laughs> yeah, it really was. I mean, like, if, if Dennis had stayed or we'd hired Noel Mazzoni, which is what he wanted, mm-hmm. um, you know, he probably would have stayed, and it probably would have been good for him to get another year of starting. But he would not. I mean, you remember the Norvell offense. You know, I don't have to remind you. He would not have fit in it. You know, he was he was not Taylor Kelly, um, and I think he would have been one of those – they would have started him because he was a senior coming back and they would have had no choice. But by midseason, he might have been on the bench because it might have been like, ah, things are going rough and we gotta we got to move to the next generation and – yeah, it was it was the right move. So, uh, with that though, are there any other quarterbacks you want to talk about? Do you have feelings about Book, Kellen Mond, 
Sam Ellinger, uh, Shane Bouchel is, is, a, is an interesting one. He's, you know, he's kind of, I read him projected ahead of Kyle Trask. Um, he's got a ton of starting experience for basically a four year starter, right? Yeah. At A&M. Um, you know, good athlete, like a, an intriguing one, you know, Ian book. I mean, I think Ian books, one of those guys that will look back and be like, that guy was a really solid college quarterback. And that's probably it. Like he, you know, he's kind of an old school, not that old school, but you know, kind of a, a, a Greg McElroy, mm-hmm. AJ McCarron, you know, like really good in college. Maybe, you know, but is he an NFL guy? I, uh, I don't think so. I mean, maybe as a backup third stringer type mm-hmm. thing. Um, Ellinger's, I don't know. I don't, I don't necessarily, I don't think he's a good enough passer. Ellinger's uh, a really bad Colt McCoy. Oh yeah. I think Colt McCoy was much better prospect. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if Colt McCoy doesn't go to the Cleveland Browns. He might've been a decent starter and he's, look, he's still in the league. Yeah. I mean, he's back up for the Cardinals now. So he's going to get a Super Bowl ring this year. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> Hey, you can't beat that. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, he gets to play with the, with the 2014 all-stars, AJ Green, JJ Watt. It'd be awesome. L Um, yeah, maybe. Although, who knows? He's keeping him in limbo this year. Um, but uh, he'll be back. But, yeah, I think so too. Although it'd be, I think there's a chance he ends up in Tampa. Wouldn't shock me at all if he ends up in Tampa playing for old old Bruce and playing with Tommy, chasing yeah. that ring. But uh, but uh, you know, uh, I mean, yeah, I think Colt McCoy. Gosh, if Sam Ellinger could have Colt McCoy's pro career, you should jump at that chance right now. Because, I mean, you know, Colt McCoy's going on 12 years in the league next year. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Yeah. I mean, Never I been think a full-time it, starter for anybody, I don't think. But, you know, nice career. Makes isn't a decent the, change. Isn't the dream the McCown job where you get paid oh, to yeah. go coach your son's team? Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there, look, hey, there are – we're talking about some guys. I mean, Kyle Trask could be that guy. Like, Drew Stanton, um, you know, uh, Chase Daniel – He's the famous one, you know, made so much money and he's made what? Has he made a single career start in the NFL? Maybe one or two when, when Breeze set? Yeah. Or like week 17 or something. But yeah. Kellen uh, Clemens or John Kitna, Kellen where you Clemens, just you just yeah. find your offensive coordinator who likes you. Yeah, and they just... yeah, just follow him around. Yeah, I mean, like there's these, you know, Trask, Book, some of these guys, those, those they could be that type of guy at the very worst. I'd, I'd probably say Trask has a better chance of being that where it's just like, hey, He's a, you know, guy we like to have in the locker room and, and, you know, he might end up making, uh, you know, north of 20, 30 million dollars and barely ever start a game. Yeah. That's the dream. It's not a bad way to go. I mean, an NFL backup quarterback is a pretty darn solid career. I mean, obviously I'm sure they're all competitors and they'd all love to start and I, I get it, but man, you get, you get all the, um, you know, the glory of, of an NFL player, you get the five-star travel and the big money and you don't have to take hits on Sunday. Not too bad. Yeah. Well, I think that covers all of the quarterbacks I was ready to talk about. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think so. Yeah. You mentioned who, who was the last name you said? Bouchelle. Is yeah. he in the, in there? Yeah. I don't, I don't see him being a. I think he's going to get, you know, I think he's going to be a guy like Brady white, where maybe he yeah. can get a Manny Wilkins. Maybe he gets a year worth of practice squad. Practice squad, yeah, yeah. This, you you this see him on the year. sidelines, and you say, "Hey, I know that yeah. guy." Hey, is that is that? Yeah, yeah. You're right. You'll see him and be like, "Who is that?" You've seen his face before, like Jake Browning. I think mm. Jake Browning was with the Vikings the last couple of years. It's like, hey, who is that? 
Oh, it's Jake Browning from Washington. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, this class feels very top-heavy. Like, mm-hmm. there's five that are going to go really high, and then will there even be five others get picked? Yeah. Probably. But, like, there's not a, there doesn't feel like there's an immense amount of depth mm-hmm. in this class. You know, it's like, uh, you might end up with, like, only 11 or 12 total. Well, and that's what leads to the feeding frenzy you're talking about, where you could get five in the top ten, because it's yeah. like, well, if you want a guy... If you want your guy, yeah. I've, I've found it interesting, because usually when guys start moving up, then it's like, well, what about this guy at the end of the first round? And you're not hearing that at all. Yeah. Like, I haven't heard anybody say, you know, Davis Mills could sneak in the first round, or Kellen Mond, or Kyle Trask, and so it... it it does feel like the, the general consensus is it's these five and then significant drop to the next group. Yeah. But who knows? I mean, you know, we've we've thought that before. And, I mean, as good as that 2012, you know, quarterback class looked, Russell Wilson's the best of them all. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you would have got I me. Mean, now I think Andrew Luck, provided he'd stayed healthy and kept playing, could have made that a, a debate. But he didn't, and he didn't. Um, you know, I mean, Russell Wilson certainly rates above Robert Griffin, certainly above Brandon Wheaton, probably above Ryan Tannehill. I mean, yeah, I, I don't think there's any probably about it. Yeah, uh, for you sure. know, he's, Russell Wilson's probably going to go to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And Ryan Tannehill's probably not. So, you know, yeah, I think that's a safe bet. So, you know, we, we think we know, but we don't really know till they get in and actually start playing games. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, well, we will be back to talk about more stuff and eventually to look back at the draft. Yes, yes. <laughs> Only two weeks. That's sneaking up on me a little bit. It, it goes quick. It does. It does. Until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.